This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, Tim McMaster here along with Mark Sheldon, our MOB.com Reds reporter, and we'll get through some different stuff. We're about kind of at a halfway point here in spring training, Mark. Opening day will be here before we know it, three weeks from today as we record this on Thursday, and that's opening day for everyone across Major League Baseball. Uh, I want to start with Billy Hamilton. He sprained the left index finger. Uh, in batting practice, not when he was in batting practice, but during batting practice. The good news, though, he's in the lineup today, you tell me. So he this, as expected, it wasn't a super serious thing. Yeah, he sounds like he got pretty lucky. He was uh, running out to the outfield and was picking up a ball around the general shortstop area. And Jose Peraza happened to be taking his BP and got into one and hit a bullet. And Hamilton had to react kind of quickly and he caught the ball in the in the wrong section of his glove, and it, it, it just swelled up on him. So he was pulled from the lineup that, that afternoon. He did not play yesterday, but all the MRIs and x-rays were negative, and the swelling went down yesterday, which was a big uh, positive sign, and he was able to kind of resume his thing. And, and now he's back in the lineup leading off, and he's desperately in need of some uh, offensive traction. He's 0 for 14 so far in seven games. Yeah, and he has shown that he can defend, not not at shortstop maybe, but in the outfield. Uh, maybe made the catch of spring training across the league on Shohei Otani into the gap. Um, that was before the injury, but that even seemed like a play where the way his wrist landed, the first time I saw it live, Mark, I was a little worried, like, got to be careful there. Um, you want to see your guys getting into to game shape, but then when you see your center fielder putting that much effort into a play in spring training, I feel like sometimes you feel like you should maybe just let that one land and chase it to the wall. Um, is there any thoughts on yeah. that at spring training and just trying to keep everybody healthy? I, I agree with you in one sense, but the other time is when these guys start doing things that are unnatural to them, it's often, you know, if they pull up or if they don't do what they normally do, that also can invite injury. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a, a wishy-washy area. I remember in 2006 or seven when I was covering, and I remember Ryan Friel probably did the, the, the most craziest catch I've ever seen, maybe anywhere, but especially at spring training where he was running out to get an Aaron Rowan fly ball to the fence, and he crashed head first into the wall, like to the base of the wall, and he laid there motionless for a couple minutes. And he's like, "Oh God, they just Ryan Field just got killed." And you know, uh, it certainly created a head injury that he probably wanted to avoid later in life. And we obviously know he, you know he passed away a couple of years ago, and it was terrible. And CTE may have something to do with it, but he doesn't know any. He didn't know any other way of playing, which was other than 100. percent And I would guarantee Billy Hamilton's the same way, and a lot of these guys are. They just want to make plays and, and do what they normally do. Yeah, when they're in the middle of it, they don't even think, "Hey, it's spring training. It's just there's a ball. I'm going to go get it." 
Uh, Brandon Finnegan trying to get healthy. Uh, he made his first spring start Tuesday versus the Indians. Two innings, two hits, and earned a run, a walk, a strikeout. Um, and not just his first start of the spring, but his first time out on a big league mound uh, since the, the injury. And it was a 2017 filled with injuries, but in June was his last start. Um, how happy is he just to be out on a mound throwing, and, and did he feel good about that performance? Yeah, very. he felt very good about it, and he's happy to be out. Uh, he's been dealing with uh, areas around his shoulder, the, the trapezius and the teres major muscle, all left shoulder-related and uh, it, it bit him back on June 26th, and he would try to make a start, and he had to come out after four innings, and, and he missed the rest of the year. Then he had another injury with his right shoulder, and he just never had the chance to pitch last year other than those early four starts. Um, yeah, but he said he felt good. He three pitches into the game uh, against Cleveland. He gave up. Uh, he left a changeup up to uh, Lindor, who crushed it for a leadoff home run, and that was about the only thing he regretted from uh, his Cactus League debut. He, he otherwise said he felt pretty good. Uh, he just, you know, just two innings, but he thinks he's got enough time to to get three plus more starts and 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 be able to show that he belongs in the rotation. Unlike some of the other pitchers like uh, Castillo and, and Bailey and Iscofani, Brian Price kind of left the door open a little bit. That Finnegan's not assured of a spot in, in the rotation that he would have to go out and perform. And uh, I think so far through one start, he perform well you wonder if that's somewhat motivation and somewhat real i mean it, right you think when you look at this rotation and, and how it shapes up it's hard to imagine finnegan if he's healthy not being a part of it but then you don't want a guy to be complacent yeah you don't want him to be complacent and i think there was some you know i don't know i, I don't know if irritation is the right word but I, I i definitely think they wanted to make sure he knew that he you know he's only 24 yeah. nobody should be thinking that he's locked in. He had a nice season two years ago, 172 innings, but uh, I, I don't think they were uh, too thrilled. I think what, near the end of the year, he kind of made a comment that he expected to be back in the rotation because he had earned it. And I think that maybe that didn't go over too well. And I think it's one of those things, definitely a message was sent. Hey, you got to go out and do it. You can't just rely on your, your track record from two seasons ago to get yourself back in the rotation. They also have other options with him. They could make him a bullpen piece, and they do have other guys like Amir Garrett, Sal Romano, Robert Stevens, and Tyler Malley, et cetera, et cetera, that, that are trying to get into this rotation that are all the same age as he is. So uh, it definitely behooves him to have a good spring. Yeah, whether or not there's a competition for two spots, there's definitely competition for that fifth starter spot. And you mentioned Amir Garrett's name, and, man, here's a guy that – Last year, it seemed like it all just kind of came too quickly for him. He was thrown into things because of injuries, um, and, he, and he got off to that great start, and then it went the other way on him. But he seems to be back at it with the confidence. Ten strikeouts in five innings. Um, how Do those numbers represent how good he's been? Yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely uh, was unbelievable in those two, you know, two games. The first game, he faced a lot of minor leaguers, but the second game, he faced a lot of uh, the Giants' everyday lineup. And he blew him away, and all his pitches were working. And he looked as dominant as he could have, as he was when he first kind of came on the scene uh, in April of last season. But uh, he did go out and have a less uh, a less uh, sensational outing yesterday against the White Sox. It, you know, he gave up a home run and uh, had a walk in there, and he wasn't quite as sharp, but he was still pretty good. And, and I think he still kind of put himself back into the race of uh, for the fifth starter when uh, when Brian Price handicapped the the, the starters. Garrett was like in the third tier of guys that were kind of in consideration. And I think what he's done here is put himself back in the, maybe more in the forefront of their minds that he could either be a, a fifth starter or a, or a bullpen piece last year. 
he was kind of in a similar position. He pitched his way into the rotation, partly because of his performance and partly because of injuries. But uh, he's definitely a guy that's got a lot of confidence. He said he lost some of that last year. He he had the uh, injury uh, with his hip and kind of uh, that. This poor performance sort of took a little bit of his mojo away, and I think it's back now. So that's a, a look at the starting rotation battle. How about the bullpen? Has anybody stood out to you so far uh, this spring that's come up and surprised as far as making a run at that bullpen? Um, it, it, it's hard to say, but I would say among the, the younger crew of guys, Zach Weiss, who is a prospect, is a prospect, uh, but is also coming back from injury, uh, is definitely one of those guys who's making a nice little showing for himself. He uh, was in camp two years ago, got hurt right in the middle, didn't pitch at all in, in 2016, and then spent 2017 trying to get back. And they, they feel like he's back to where he was. And it's very possible, even though he's only got double-A experience, that he could make the jump. And I, I wouldn't rule it out. I'm not saying it's going to definitely happen, but it's certainly a possibility. Uh, Brian had mentioned yesterday of another younger uh, prospect, the number 30 prospect, Tanner Rainey, uh, and he came in uh, and was throwing 98 miles an hour and has looked pretty impressive. He's got a big slider as well. And uh, a couple of those guys, Dylan Flores and other guys in camp, that, that you know, these are non-roster, these last two are non-roster guys, and they might be able to pitch their way into it if possible. And then you got. Um, you know, Kevin Shackelford, who was around last year, has been pitching pretty well, and they're very impressed with him. And uh, Jimmy Herget, who I wrote about yesterday, got a lanky six foot three, one hundred and seventy pound build, but he can bring it at ninety six and multiple arm angles, mostly sidearm, and he's been impressive as well. One more question for you, Mark. When you look at the bench, you have some veterans vying for positions there. Cliff Pennington seems to be in a pretty good spot. Ben Revere's another guy. Um, how have those guys fit in with this roster this year, and, and are, is there a way they both make it to the roster? It's possible they can both make it. Uh, P- Pennington has a clearer path. They really need a experienced veteran backup shortstop for Jose Peraza, and he's kind of the guy that has that, that pedigree or that resume. Um, he also play a couple other positions, and they like what he brings. He's also a veteran. He's 33 years old in a, in a very much younger clubhouse, and, and it kind of gives him a little insurance in case Peraza has some struggles. Uh, Revere, it's a little less easy to see. that He's competing to be a fifth outfielder. The Reds are already going to be running with a four-outfielder rotation with uh, three guys with Hamilton, uh, Shedler, Duvall, and, and Winker. So you, you kind of wonder where the fifth outfielder could get playing time. They could also always have a utility guy like a, a Phil Goslin who's been pretty good in camp, or Patrick Kivlihan, and, and a couple of different guys that could definitely take the outfield role if need be. Uh, but, but what Revere does bring is that speed. He's a left-handed hitter. He could always back up Billy Hamilton if Scott Shevler's not available for whatever reason. So there's, there's some options that he could make it. It's just not as clear as Pennington. All right, great stuff, Mark. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Reds edition. For Mark Sheldon, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 